This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnank. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. I'm Evan Novi williams And I'm Scott Soshnick. On this President's Day special, we will explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And boy, do we have a special guest today. The former commissioner of the NBA, David Stern. David, thanks for coming down the FDR. It's great to be here. Traffic, New York traffic. New York traffic. Now, normally, we pepper our guests with questions. But because I have dealt so much with you over the years, and you have told me so many stories, I'm going to ask you a special favor. Would you please regale us with some of your favorite stories? We'll, we'll get to some questions, of course. But... When you tell these stories, the ones that are most pertinent to the business of sports, you have been there and seen the transformation. Oh, wait, I got to scooch up to the mic. Yeah, scooch up this. a little bit. I don't remember anything. <laughs> I, I, I am only good responsively. All right, well, I'll tell you I this. I cannot uh, originate anything. Then I will do this. I, I will spark some of it then. Okay, go Do ahead. you remember your trip to the one stoplight town of Timpu, Bhutan? Yes. Yes. You I told me this Timpu. story. Okay, so you're in Timpu. And you're on some sort of special visitor trip as commissioner of the NBA, and you go to an internet cafe. Right. Okay, I get it. And do you remember I what la- you saw? We landed in Timpu. We were met. That's where the airport is. And if you fly into Bhutan, into Timpu, you have to use only the pilots that fly. I think it's called Dragon Air because it's so narrow coming in that if if you're flying in some other pilot is use is is your pilot you're probably not going to make it we get off we're met by a guide and he wants to show us that they're that they are in the real world now the new world because uh they've they tend in bhutan to be a little bit behind focusing more on happiness than on wireless and I love that line. They take me up to an internet cafe. They're only one. And like from Central Casting, there's a young man there, and he has the Lakers on NBA.com with Kobe <laughs> Bryant. And this is a place that only had television like this was probably in this was like in 1992. They had only just had television uh, introduced into the country. And it was like, holy Moses, what is Kobe doing on the screen? And it wasn't the setup. It was it was like incidental to the visit. And I I was shocked by that. I guess that reminds me of my other one, which is we went to uh, China in 1990, and we went to the uh, ancient uh, the city that has the terracotta soldiers, uh, Xi'an, and we had a guide and a second guide to take us through the soldiers. And the second guide says, oh, she knew that what I was doing for a living. She said, oh, I'm a big fan of the Red Oxen. And my the first guide says, this silly girl, she doesn't know what difference between a bull and an oxen. <laughs> okay, so, so, you know, I have, I have learned uh, and been informed uh, 
by the world that there was an interest in basketball outside of the United States in these early years. I, we were in, we were in the uh, what was then the Soviet Union, and I think it was 1988 with the Atlanta Hawks, and we we were taken to the second city of uh, Lithuania, Kaunas, which is the home to Arvidas Sabonis and Sharonis Marshallonis, and we walk into the city hall, and the usual contingent of people are there. Uh, the mayor, the head of the local communist party, the head of the local basketball federation, the head of the Lithuanian basketball federation. Uh, we go through a long conversation, and then as we sort of put our feet up on the table to discuss things, a per- one person says to me, do I think it's fair that the Portland Trailblazers have Arvidas Sabonis <laughs> on their draft list and they have no room under the salary cap to sign him. That was like a bolt of lightning to me. We've got something here and we have to really exploit it on a global basis. So there are there were you did experience eureka moments. Yes. That, that Tom that, Friedman's that, The World is Flat, boy is it ever. What yeah, year was that, that? That that was 88. 88. That was a eureka moment. Uh, prior to the Dream Team by the way, which everybody credits for this yes, globalization. Yes. Oh, well prior to the Dream Team and uh but on the other hand, remember I guess John Thompson, who's a friend, said it best. The Trailblazers were interested in helping Sabonis uh, because he had a, uh, I had an injured ankle or foot. He had yeah, some he had bad feet. They had that in Portland. Bad feet, and they helped him with surgery, introduced him to a doctor, or whatever. And uh, John Thompson's view of that was to cite Lenin to say that the capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them. Okay, John. <laughs> uh, that sounds like Big John. Uh, it sounds like Big John, and. Uh, and you know, and I guess maybe we did because he lost in, in '88 in in Seoul. The U.S. lost to, and I think Russia won the medal. Yeah, I shouldn't have had Chris Jackson as his point guard. Well, <laughs> I'm so old, by the way. <laughs> it's a long I, story. Mahmoud Abdurrahouf. There, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. I mean, I saw Sabonis play in Portland. That's, I mean, that's how old I am. He probably would have been oh. one of the greatest centers in the history of the NBA if he were well. Yeah, and he was pretty darn good. And he was great, he was. Yeah. and he played, I guess, did he play until he was 33 bunch of, bunch or 34? Years, yeah. He played a bunch of years. He was really good. Yep. You know, we have a special guest with us, David Stern, the commissioner of the National Basketball Association. I laugh, David. People say to me, what's David? Oh, go ahead. I have to correct him. Commissioner good. Emeritus. emeritus. That's right. Commissioner Emeritus. That's right. That's a, I love that. I, like I, a professor. I, you, 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 you've been for so long. It was 30 years, wasn't it? It was yeah. 30 years. 30 long years. I was I, looking for I your I loved tallest. everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, that is not true. Yeah, that is true. You loved every single one. I had the best job in the world. Yeah. I know. Now, truth be told, would you have rather have talked the business side or the basketball? Because I, every time somebody would come to you with one of these, and I'm going to use the word, not you, so I'll take you off the hook, inane basketball questions, whether they should widen the lane or three-point shot, you would you'd be, so gra- yeah, you'd be so gracious and you would answer it because it was part of your duties. But then I, I get the sense that you would harumph when you walked away and say, boy, I'd rather just talk about Act- the business. Actually, 
uh, Red Auerbach gave me what to me like a little boy the greatest compliment I ever got. He said, "You know, you got to stop pretending that you don't understand the game. You understand it perfectly. So shut up." Oh, and, wow. and just do it. I said, you know, Arnold, I'm going to give you a kiss. And that's the <laughs> nicest thing that anyone that's has ever really said to cool. me. Did you ever have wow. lunch at the Chinese restaurant with Red in D.C., his famous haunt? I had lunch there a few times. I Probably, yes. Okay. Yes. He was, he, was, he was such a gentleman. He was gruff and rough, but he really wasn't. In the presence of others, he was the complete gentleman. How would he feel about the business of today's... NBA because it is not just about basketball. The, he, these teams are real estate firms. That they're yeah, they're venture capitalists. You know, How would he handle this? He would be uh, impatient. I think he he was the coach. I think he had no assistance one year. You know, he just thought this was all puffery. Uh, and he and he also was happy to tell me what I was doing wrong. I, this is a family program, so I can't. Uh, <laughs> you know, he would call and say. You know, hey, you know, I thought my name was stupid because, hey, hi, stupid. <laughs> oh, hi, Red. How are you? Uh, and he would say, you got to do this about the All-Star game. You should give players rings. Don't give them money. Uh, we got to do this about that. Red was, uh, he just loved the game. and He so much wanted to improve it. And, uh, and he was devoted to it. That's all I can say. People say to me now, we said, David's coming on. Well, what, what's David doing these days? Well, advisor to PJT, Paul Taubman, and our, and our good friend Don Cornwell. He's, he's over right, there. Right. Uh, advisor to Graycroft Partners. You are a techie. David Stern, age I don't even know, uh, uh, 52. Right. You are a techie. Uh, you can't I, separate I it. am having a ball because I have the opportunity through uh, investments and advisory agreements to be involved with about a dozen sports technology startups. I looked in my pocket. I thought I might have a list, so I don't want to leave anybody out. But uh, it's so much fun because these are people who are so smart and so devoted to tech and so devoted to the game, really. Uh, And as I say to them, they are devoted and their product is great. It's this other stuff like marketing, sales, and managing that I try to help them with because I couldn't match them on the technology side. But it's a hoot. I'm having a ball. And and within that, what, what gets you most excited? I mean, you guys are in AI, esports, wearables. What specific category is You know, this? AI, uh, I, I would cl- classify a lot of them as next-gen viewing. We're, 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 we're starting to see it's going to involve wearables to some extent, like uh, a, a company called Shot Tracker, which is going to place a sensor in the ball and a sensor on the uniform and a sensor in the ceiling and have real-time stats right there and in the game and more as important in practice. So when the player finishes his practice, he doesn't need a shot an assistant manager at Ohio State charting him, he just he just has it on his cell phone and he knows exactly what a shooting percentage is. He knows exactly where he took the shots from, et cetera. Uh, Live like VR, which is really much more than VR. It has to do with, uh, you know, next-gen viewing, how you're going to... And, and it may incorporate some other ones, uh, some other aspects of it because we're... 
uh, we're seeing that these things are all sort of coming together. So you not only want to choose your own camera, you want to have your own statistics, you want to choose your own announcer, that's something called uh, 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 Sportscaster uh, does that. Full, full disclosure, you're an investor in both those companies. I'm an investor in everything in I've mentioned. Okay. Asked, I just want to, I just want to make sure me, the audience knows. You've asked me what I'm doing. I'm trying to give some plugs here for crying out loud. You know a, the most important thing, name sh- the plug. I had a schlep down here, get stuck in traffic to be interviewed by you. David, and, if uh, I wanted this, I could call my mother, okay? Yeah, okay, well, that's, that's true, too. Okay, we both tell you what you're doing wrong. And uh, and it's going to be AI, a, some, a company called StatMuse, uh, and 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 so we're very interested in that, and in things that possibly extend careers. So Whoop is a wearable that deals with recovery, uh, sleep, and strain. It's really more off the court to have players know how their bodies are reacting and it's going to cause players to, and that's, and sleep is a big deal these days it's now the new energy pill is oh you should really get more than three hours of sleep oh really you know you tell the 20 year old rookie he should right. get some more sleep well you know a lot of people are and so i know i've left out a whole bunch of our startups because we have like 12 or 13 uh, but it's a big deal, and and we're really going to influence the way sports are received and perceived. Uh, not to mention, you know, getting the line uh, at the uh, you know on the telecast. Uh, hopefully, maybe through a company called RotoQL, another name drop, and uh, you know, and then ultimately fans are going to place their bets. Using their iPhone or their, you know, their in in game in game. We'll bet on we'll bet on in-game. the next free in-game. throw. The yeah, it's uh, it's not going to be entirely without its bumps, uh, and I don't mean technological bumps, but you know, sort of societal bumps, uh, because uh, betting is going to become very widespread, and there are downsides to that uh, because fans are going to be seeking out information. Uh, because if you have more information than anybody else, you think you have an, a, a real advantage in placing a bet. Uh, and uh, that's not a good thing. And so I'm looking forward to it. I think sports betting is going to enhance the value of franchises dramatically. That's the big news. That's the, that's the headline. How much do you think? Oh, it could, it's going to double them. Remember everybody wow. called Mark Cuban crazy when he said that? Wow. Well, 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 you know, let's talk about Mark Cuban. Can we do it in the next Wait. segment? Let, <laughs> we, we, we got a lot that. to talk I'm about. Kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. Stern, <laughs> Stern and Cuban. We have no, another no, segment no. to go. I, I, I only want to talk to, about Mark Cuban in his presence. Okay. I, I, everything I say about Mark Cuban, I want to say to him because I like him a lot. Uh, but but he did say, and I, I quote him often, he said, David, China has potential, but it's always going to have potential. Meaning, and it's always going to have potential. Meaning, don't waste your time. And I said, Mark, be quiet and let me do it. It'll be okay. <laughs> Man, we we got 
the former commissioner of the NBA, David Stern. I'm an ex- we get paid for this. Yeah, but be careful because I'm going to ask you where you place your bets and the cops are going to swoop in <laughs> and take you away and that would ruin the whole show. All right, Benny. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying your bar gets taken away? It ruins the yes. whole show? <laughs> I, I, it might be an know, improvement. I don't know Evan that well, but I know Sashnik and yes, it would, it would uh, leaving him alone would be a problem. Uh, yeah. Well, I, this was so many years i mean i dealt the most with you my indoctrination to david stern was the 1998-99 lockout i was assigned to cover that and most people hate labor strife it was the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> because i was there every day as you remember and night and well that i think that's what separated i'm not kidding people would go i've had enough they're going late they'd leave i was there when you went in 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m., whatever it was, and I was there standing there when they came out. Russ Granick, Billy Hunter, when you all came out, no matter what the hour was, right. I was standing there. That's because you had nothing else to do. That's true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but I, I didn't go to law school, but I do tell people I graduated from the University of Stern. Yeah. Well, we, we, you learned a lot because we all learned a lot together about yep. uh, a lot of different things. And David, you, I think you're the most quoted person on this show. But between Scott, you know, saying adages that you've told him over the years and, and multiple guests we've had, Rudy Klein-Thomas, who was on a couple weeks ago, talking about the influence that, that you've had on his career. I think I think we quote you more than almost anybody else, if not anybody else on the show. That pleases me greatly, actually. Well, you- I, I love working with people. And Rudy, Rudy and I, we try to meet every six months or so. Something always intervenes, but we do get together. And he's guiding young NBA players in their tech careers and that's pretty good and that's and that's very important because our players need and want guidance you always said that the players are more than just athletes it's become sort of a hip catchphrase these days that more than just an athlete lebron seems to have taken that and run with it but you always wanted that yeah we you know it's it's kind of interesting we uh used to Educate the players on how to use social media. And now, you know, I mean, Shaq literally, I think, launched Twitter by putting two tickets to a Laker game or someplace. I remember that. At uh, Market and Vine, and there would be a riot. Uh, And so our guys really learned how to use it. It took a little teaching beyond that because we had to make the point to them that if you're going to post something, it's really the same as being interviewed outside the locker room. They didn't understand that it was actually I, being digested? Right. And I, I, underst- I understand that they didn't understand it, but we had a player like tweet that he you know, was in traffic and he had to relieve himself, so he got out of the car and relieved himself. He did it in much more colorful terms. <laughs> Who is and, that? Uh, no, I'm not oh, well, come on. stop it's it. Public. Go to the Google. It's public. <laughs> no, you won't find it. Uh, and he was fined a, a relatively small amount, and he actually called and said, you know, I've been raised well by my mom and my grandmom uh, that's not like me i understand i'm sorry i'll never do it again and uh i said that's great he said and now can i have my money back i said no you can't. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know that there haven't been a lot of those uh because the players picked it up that if you're going to but and i think the olympic team sort of launched instagram maybe it was instagram they were taking photos of each other sleeping on 
buses and other places. They certainly launch Beats, Beats by Dre. I was about to say. Yes. They oh, certainly yes. launch Beats yes. by Dre. Yes, yes, yes. And and they began to get a sense of their own power. Uh, where it all leads to, I'm not positive, uh, but it's interesting that the players are now uh, actually perceive, actually do have power and are perceived as having power. It's something you said earlier about Twitter, and maybe part of the reason why is because of this. Back in the day, I've been sadly doing news for too many years. When we, when you, someone would say, "Yeah, someone so and so said on Twitter," and I was chastised immediately. We never quote Twitter. We never use that as a quoting source. Like, By the way, one of the biggest battles that we had was to whether we should credential or not this new class of, quote, internet reporters. Uh, And obviously, the world has changed a lot since then. But we did, and uh, I'm glad we did, and we, I think, probably helped the transformation. David, I guess Michael wants to talk more about sports betting, so I'm going to let him. Well, now, this is more now than Benny the Bookie that I know. I've said too much already. Oh, but. boy, you are. I'll lay you three to two that you haven't said too much. <laughs> it's Now, with legalized sports betting uh, in New Jersey and in other states, you can take your phone and make a bet online. It, it, do you think it's too convenient now? And uh, what are your thoughts? No, about that? I think that the the advent of the internet made everything convenient. The world is at your fingertips. Any information from the Bible to what happened yesterday in Washington, it's available. You can buy anything. It would be an anomaly if there were betting, and ultimately you couldn't do it on the internet and so i think that's that's where everything is going and it's it's we'll see how it works out but i understand that when you were commissioner both publicly and legally the nba's position on sports gambling was very clear we don't want it privately i mean you're saying something very different now privately were you thinking you know maybe this isn't as bad a thing as, as we're making it out to be no i went through an evolution i remember I'll, I'll mention some names that you guys love. Names. <laughs> the guy with the white hair and I are going to remember. Bowie Kuhn was the commissioner yeah. of baseball, That's right. and he banned uh, the uh, Las Vegas baseball team from having a sign in the outfield that that supported a casino. Yep. yep. And when we began, we didn't allow our teams to take advertising from casinos. And then gradually he said, okay, you can advertise the hotel, but you can't, but not the casino. And then we said, yeah, you can talk about the casino, but you can't show dice and this. And gradually you backed it up to really just allowing everything, but we didn't support betting. We weren't against, on my watch, we had an all-star game in Las Vegas. Worst traffic ever. It was Chinese New Year. No, it wasn't the worst traffic ever. The worst traffic ever was Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Okay. We shut it down with uh, SUV. Every stretch stretch Hummer limo within 200 miles was taken. Um, But I I jumped the fence, so to speak, when daily fantasy was legal. I said, oh, all right, what's the sense of that? Uh, You know, and... uh, 
Uh, and so I, I went to, uh, I gave a speech in Las Vegas and said, once that happens, uh, you know, why not legalize gam gambling? Because I, I don't see a distinction between daily fantasy, which is gambling, even though the states had issues of how to describe it, it was either it was either gambling or it wasn't gambling, and they they could they tripped all over themselves. Uh, but it is gambling, and so there was no sense in in not having betting on sports. I after the speech, someone stands up in the audience and says, well, "If you're in favor of it now, why are you involved in litigation with New Jersey?" And in one of those remarks, I wish I could have taken back, but it was fun anyway. I said, would you want Governor Christie to be regulating your business? It was right after the bridge fiasco. And mm -hmm. uh, I, I never apologized to uh, the, the governor. But, you know, it's, it's uh, an interesting issue about once there is a daily fantasy, why 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 ban gambling? Why is, many people consider daily fantasy as more skill and i put that in quotation marks it is skill in, instead of gambling but it is skill because 95 percent of the uh money is won by like five percent of the players because they're you know they're doing algorithms they've got charts they you know and if you think as a fan you're going to go in there and do that with gambling with sports betting it may actually be closer to even Although I was thinking about that, uh, watching the Super Bowl, which had uh, the Patriots, I think, maybe the Patriots by three. And, you know, until that last touchdown, look at the score. It was like the Patriots by three. And so it's really interesting to see how accurate the bookmakers are, the odd setters. And I think that that's the, the reason uh, the NBA and Adam Silver feel that having it legalized now is actually going to bring it out of the dark and we're going to have very professional analysis to make sure the game is untainted i'm sorry benny is he at a barbershop oh uh, i used I, to go to a barbershop in <laughs> patterson new jersey but that was before i swore off any kind of gambling See, good for you. Uh, I wish and, I could. Do and that. LeBron didn't file a uh, cease and desist order with no, you. No, he didn't. He didn't. No, no, I, was, I, I, I haven't been. Uh, I haven't placed a bet in fifty years. Nor I. Can we discuss LeBron for a minute? Sure. How you must look at this and say this is his accomplishments are real a culmination. Yeah. And, and what he can be, I, I'm guessing by the time he's done, and it's not easy to become an owner of one of these teams. Is with the valuations. But really, the world is at his fingertips. He can yeah. do what he wants. No, I think you're going to see a generation of ballplayers become much more involved as equity participants in our sport, uh, without question, because they understand it. They're being advised on it, and they, uh, you know, and the only reason they won't is they don't. They will think the the franchise is overvalued, <laughs> and maybe they won't. But LeBron, I think, is, you know, it's an, is his arc is interesting because. When he announced that he was taking his talents to South Beach, he was beaten up so badly by the media. And I used to whisper in his ear, I think you're being unfairly picked upon. And I'm, I'm proud of you. And when he won his first championship or his MVP or whatever it was, I said, I'm still proud of you. Uh, and he has blossomed. Uh, you know, I saw a report... Uh, he, Axios Sports, he has like 90 million 
social followers. He he like is the same is more than all of the other all stars of all the other sports combined, and uh, people are following him. And he's he's saying mostly intelligent things. He's had a couple of slips <laughs> uh, for which he's been forgiven, uh, and that's just the way it is. I think he's great, and I think he's a great role model. Do Who doesn't you, have a slip? Do you view a difference between how? The NBA under you and under Adam treated its stars in the way that other leagues, the NFL, you know, the the, the freedom players are, are given to, to to express themselves. You know, I, I I actually think that the difference starts with the fact that in baseball, football, and hockey, the players are covering their bodies with helmets, hats, caps, uh, you know, long sleeve shirts and long pants. And our guys were always, I used to say, running around in their underwear or something like it. <laughs> especially so, in the short shorts era. <laughs> especially in the short shorts, right. That's right. John Stockton was my hero. Not Alan I was. No, I'm kidding. Alan was my hero, too. But it was, it starts out as different. They're personalities. And we don't have to work quite as hard to identify them. And the fans recognize them. Uh, and we always, as we were digging out of what was a terrible hole for us in the late 70s and 80s when the uh, it was a fair amount of racism that was uh, exhibited about our players, we felt as a matter of policy we had to promote our stars, promote our players, and show that they were real people. And that was a necessity, and it worked because people appreciate our players for who they are. If Colin Kaepernick was a basketball player, would he have a job right now? Yes. Why doesn't he? Individual choice. There is a, you know, when the president of the United States makes a big deal about something, it may intimidate you to say, well, maybe I don't need that problem. So I, you know, when I have a choice, maybe not Colin Kaepernick, but uh, I always said he should have been suspended (laughs) and he'd be playing. That's it. Yeah, that would have uh, been it. Yeah. That would have been it. I, I bring this up all the time, and I'm curious if, if it would apply now to Kaepernick. You once told me we were walking down the street in New York. Who knows? Some oh, that, guy, this was off the record for sure. Well, go we're, ahead. Go well ahead. we're good now. You go know, ahead. Emeritus gives go a, ahead, kill Once you me. get emeritus status go out, ahead, it comes. Ahead, but some guy ahead. leaned out of his car, dropped a few F-bombs at you. I'm never watching again. You guys suck. Uh, you make too much money. You know, the whole shebang. And that was my cousin. Yeah, yeah and, then, <laughs> and, and then your dad. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you looked at me and said, he'll be back. That passion. He will be back. Right. He was back. You, you, right. And you said, the, the one you feared was the person who said nothing. Right. But all these people screaming Kaepernick, they'll be back, right? Oh, of course they will. Look at, look at the bounce back that the NFL had this season. God's in his heaven. All's right with the world. He's, I mean, they are the number one sports property and the number one television property likely in the world other than the Olympics and the World Cup. Can I get you in a little, or try to get you in a little bit of trouble? Go it's, ahead. It's fun. Not long ago, well, I guess a while ago, you described the Knicks as not a model of intelligent management. Very nice phrasing. The ship be sinking. Uh, that was <laughs> no, the Nets. No, that was Michael Ray <laughs> Michael Richardson. Michael Ray Richardson with the Nets. Who I spoke to recently because we remained in touch and close over the years. Has anything changed? I mean, Knicks fans want to know, how do you view yes, the Knicks now? I, I'll tell you how I view the Knicks. I think that uh, Jimmy Dolan gets a bad rap. I really do. Uh, And I've said this to people like Harvey Arrington and certain other reporters. 
he has entrusted the Knicks with different people and given them full authority. And the Knicks haven't gotten that much better. And now we'll have to see. I always tell everyone, don't worry, next year, no problem. It's great not being commissioner. I said, oh, no, you know, it's going to be, I, I can't tamper. It's going to be Kevin Durant, Kyrie <laughs> Irving, and Zion Williamson. Don't worry. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be roaring. Rocking, it, rocking in the garden. Rocking in the garden. And I think that's, you know, or something like that is possible. Right. So, and everyone says, well, you must care a lot because you got to have a strong team in New York. I said, excuse me, when was the last time we had a strong team in New York? And the league is soaring. Right. So the Knicks will come around. It'll be their time relatively soon, I suspect. All they need is Harry the Horse Gallatin, and it's all good. And maybe <laughs> Ray Felix and Phil Jordan <laughs> and a bunch of names that you guys don't even remember and never experienced. Wow. We had – got to wrap this up. And I'm so – I, <laughs> Mr. I'll, David Stern, I'll i got to call back. you Mr. I'll come Please back. come uh, back. Okay. Oh, the former commissioner of the National Basketball Association shared thoughts with us. Uh, we could have gone on and – for Fourth of July special, I sure could. Yeah, you've been listening to the Bloomberg Business of Sports. We hope you enjoyed it. We're here each and every week at the same time, plus online as an Apple Podcast. You can catch that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Big Bar Sports. I'm Evan Novi Williams at Novi underscore Williams, and I'm Scott Soshnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnick. And thank you very much for joining us. Please continue to join in when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world. <laughs>